Do you wonder when you hear people say they're making $50,000 a month or they just made three and a half million dollars in their business, what's wrong with you if your business isn't making any money? Well, in today's Goals, Profit and Soul business podcast, we're going to do a case study on profits. And I'm going to show you how a lot of these people who tell you they're making all this money in their business are actually not bringing home very much money at all. Welcome to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, founder of the GPS Business Academy, the premier business training and coaching company. Our focus is on the synergy of process and profits, strategy and soul. And we provide expert business advice, resources, and training for startups, restarts, and expanding empires. And we've been doing it since 2012. We specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to create high-value, high-volume, high-growth businesses. I'm an eight-time best-selling author, radio host, globally recognized business and energy congruence expert. Thank you for joining me on this week's Goals, Profit, and Soul business podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that motivates, energizes, and supports your entrepreneurial ambitions. Let's get started. I always tend to look at the accounts of people going from $500 a month to $50,000 a month, something that I just saw in a a new email headline today, or who tell you that they have made millions of dollars in their business. And I'm skeptical because you have to be really skeptical of everything you hear on the internet, but also because I know from experience that these people are often calculating these numbers incorrectly. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about profits. Then I'm going to give you a case study. I may even be able to dig up two, but one in particular to show you that when someone tells you they make a lot of money, that's not to say that they made a whole lot of profit. They actually didn't keep a lot of the money they made. And when I tell you what the actual numbers are, I think you're going to be astounded and shocked and and very surprised as I was when I ran the numbers. So first, let's do a little bit of review of terms. First, let's talk about profits. What are profits? Well, if you have taken any kind of accounting classes, as I have, because I have three business degrees, Accounting 101, the profit formula is revenue minus expenses equals profits. So the revenue, the money that you bring in from sales minus expenses, the money that you pay, which includes all your business expenses, your salary, advertising, etc. If there's anything left over, that's a profit. Now, before you get all excited, let's talk about profit margins. So the profit margin is the percentage of sales that is a profit. You want that number to be high. You want your expenses to be low. You want your profit margin to be high. Because with a high profit margin, that means that you're keeping a greater and greater percentage of the money, the revenues that are coming into your business. So what's a standard profit margin? Well, I got into a bit of a tiff with someone over this. 
because a standard profit margin, if you are a solo entrepreneur online business, could be as high as 60 or 70% or more, depending on where your expenses are. That's not unreasonable, considering that you can do group programs or group coaching or offer one product to many, many people, and you have no additional costs of production aside from maybe having someone help you manage your mailbox. But the profit margin for a company like Amazon is about 3%. Now, if you use that figure in your business, you're sadly mistaken. And I'll go over this in the case study, but I'm also going to mention it now because Amazon is, a, first of all, they're a very large company. Their network administration alone costs them hundreds of millions of dollars a year. When you go access your Amazon account and you see every order you've ever made on Amazon, where do you think those are stored? In big server farms. Who manages all that? Network administration teams of thousands of people. And I know this, I used to work at the back end of large soft installations. I know what goes on in the back end. It's a lot of work and it takes a lot of very smart people who know what they're doing to keep huge networks like Amazon's moving and in production all the time. How many times have you ever accessed your Amazon account and it didn't work? That's thanks to the thousands of network administrators who are constantly working to keep Amazon servers up and running. It costs a lot of money. Amazon has facilities, they have transportation costs, they have an enormous payroll, they have inventory, they have accounts receivable, they have accounts payable. It's impossible to compare your solopreneur home-based business to Amazon because it has costs that you do not have and will probably never have. Think about what solopreneurs offer. Generally, digital products, online courses, group coaching, maybe even one-on-one -on -one coaching. All products which can be created once and replicated multiple times and sold to audiences without any additional effort or cost. We're also going to briefly, as we talk about expenses, touch on different kinds of costs. But the thing we're really focused on in this case study is profit. So we've determined profit formula is profit equals revenue minus expenses. That is the profit formula. Revenue is dependent on sales. So revenue is the money coming in. It's also called business income. Revenue depends on your marketing, on your promotional work, on how many people not only see what you're selling, see what you have for sale, but also buy from you. So sales is the actual sales process. Revenue is the money that comes in from your sales activities. Anyone who confuses the words or talks about revenue and profits in the same way, please run the other way because they don't know what they're talking about. Profit, again, is remember the profit formula. Revenue is the money actually coming into your business. It's not profit until you actually do all the numbers and count all the expenses and see what's left over. So revenue comes from sales. Profit is the profit formula. Revenue minus expenses equals profit. Expenses are what you spend in and on your business. Expenses can include things like the hosting provider that hosts your website. Expenses can include your salary and any costs that you pay for yourself out of your business. If you have a home office, the percentage of utilities that you spend on your office are an expense to your business. If you travel for business, that's another expense for your business. Your marketing is a business expense. 
you want to keep expenses low. Why? Because if you spend too much money, you're not making any profit. If your expenses are greater than your revenue, now you've got a negative profit, which means you're losing money. Expenses are fixed or variable. Now, this is something to important to remember because your fixed costs are costs that don't change. So say, for example, if you have a car payment, you say you have a company car and you pay the car payment out of your business account. That's a fixed cost. Your car payment is going to be the same every month. Now you can pay extra, that becomes a variable cost, but your actual car payment is fixed. If you have a hosting provider, someone who hosts your website, that's generally a fixed cost. It costs you the same amount of money every month or if you pay it for a year. One of the things that I highly recommend that you get in your business is some kind of offsite online backup plan, whether you use Backup Blaze or Carbonite or any of the other ones. And I mentioned those two because those are the two that I use. That's a fixed annual cost. You pay so much money every year and then that's the end of it. But it still represents an expense to your business and it's a fixed cost. Variable costs are costs that change. They aren't the same every month. They fluctuate. So for example, marketing is a variable cost. Maybe one month you'll spend more money on marketing because you're launching something important and another month you'll spend less money on marketing. You have to count marketing as an expense. It's definitely a cost to your business, but it also is a variable cost. Another fixed cost that people don't think about is if you're offering courses, as I do, your course platform. So if you're using uh, Thinkific, Teachable, any number of different platforms, they all cost about the same. They're about $97 a month. If you host your own website and you use some kind of WordPress plugin like Memberful or you're using Wishlist Member, you've paid for that software and sometimes you have to pay an annual maintenance cost for it, which is a fixed cost. Then the cost becomes rather negligible because you're actually already paying for the website which your membership is in. So there are ways to lower costs. There are ways, many ways to manage costs, but it's important to understand your fixed cost and your variable cost and how that fits into your profit formula because that, those are all expenses. Money you pay out to run your business, to manage your business, it all falls under the umbrella of expenses. After you take all that into consideration, your profit is what's left over. And the profit margin, it's the percentage that profits represent as a result of your revenue. So say, for example, you sell a $100 product and your cost of goods sold, the cost to sell it is $99. You make $1. So somebody pays you $100 for this product. It costs you $99 to sell the product. So you've got a dollar. You've actually made a profit, yes, but your profit margin is 1% because you only made a dollar. So say you have the same product, it costs you $100. Instead of $99, your expenses are $50. So that's your cost of goods sold, your fixed and variable expenses, all your marketing and everything comes up to $50. So you've got a $50 profit because they gave you $100. Now your profit margin is 50%, which is a far better number than 1%. Again, we're going to get to a case study and I'm going to show you how you have to be careful what you believe about what people say, but also pay very careful attention to how they talk about financial terms. Again, if they use the word revenue and profit as the same thing, run the other way. They are absolutely not the same thing at all. Revenue is money coming in. Profit is what's left over after expenses. And let's talk about cost of goods sold. 
So we talked about revenue, we talked about expenses, we talked about profits. Let's talk about this last figure before I go into the case study, and that is cost of goods sold, where if you're looking at a financial statement, you'll see COGS, that's how it's abbreviated, COGS, cost of goods sold. What does that mean? In manufacturing terms, when you buy a product, say you go out and you buy a shirt, and the shirt costs $20, well, that shirt did not cost that manufacturer $20 to make. In fact, based on the size of the manufacturer and how much they make, that whole shirt, plus the buttons and all the accessories on it, the fabric and the labor probably cost them about a dollar. Now you've heard the term capstone, so the retailer will buy it from the distributor for say $10 and they'll capstone it, they'll double the price so that they make a profit that $10 shirt that the store purchased from the distributor is now sold to you for $20, but that distributor bought it from the manufacturer for just maybe $5, and it actually cost the manufacturer about $1. That's why things are so expensive. Everybody makes their money along the way. The cost of goods sold represents how much it costs you to have that product available for sale. Say, for example, you use a course platform like Thinkific, your monthly charge for that platform is $97. Whether you have one student and one course or you have a thousand students in a hundred different courses, it doesn't matter. It still costs you $97 for that platform. It's a little bit tougher to calculate the cost of the course platform because it's distributed evenly amongst all of your students. And it's something you have to consider because you have to have some kind of platform that you pay for whether you have students in classes or not. But a more important part of your cost of goods sold is your marketing expense. So say you are spending $100,000 for marketing and you are marketing a $1,000 program and you're spending $100,000 to market this program, you really would like to get make a million so you'd want a thousand people to sign up for your program if you got a thousand people to sign up for your program and you were spending a hundred thousand dollars to market that program to do all your promotions and marketing work now that cost is distributed amongst your thousand students and that would mean that each one of those students cost you a hundred dollars to market to now you know what's going to happen. Say you want a thousand students, but only a hundred show up. Well, if you spent a hundred thousand dollars marketing that program, a hundred signed up, each one of those students cost you a thousand dollars in marketing expenses. Well, they only paid you a thousand dollars for the course, so already your profit is zero. So cost of goods sold works really well when you look at the effectiveness of your marketing, because if you have high signups or high subscription rates and you're spending a lot of money on marketing, your marketing is working for you. If you have low subscription rates and you're still spending a lot of money on your marketing, there's probably something wrong with your pricing. There's probably something wrong with the audience you're attracting. It could be your message as well, but you really need to look at this cost because it represents such a significant number for your business as I will show you in the case study. So let's do a quick review and then we'll go into the case study. We talk about revenues, which are not profits. Revenue is money coming into your business from sales. Profits are whatever's left over after expenses. 
the profit formula, it says accounting 101 is revenue minus expenses equals profits. Revenue is dependent on sales. You have to make sales to get revenue. Sales depend on activities like marketing and who you're connecting to, your message. Those are all the factors that influence your sales. So we talked about expenses. Expenses are the money that you spend in and on your business. Everything you spend from your hosting provider to the marketing that you do to the office supplies you buy, your new computer, all of those represent expenses to your business. Expenses are fixed or variable. So say you have a car payment because your business is actually paying for your car, that's a fixed expense. Your hosting expense is probably a fixed expense. If you do different kinds of marketing, those are variable expenses, but they're still expenses. They still cost you money. They still go against your revenues and your profit is going to depend on how many expenses you have. All right, let's look at this case study. So this case study comes from a brief and rather intense conversation I had with somebody on Instagram. And by the way, I got blocked after this conversation. Here's what happened. This person writes that she did $3.2 million in her business. Now, she didn't say over what period of time that was. I'm assuming it wasn't in a year, but was talking about how she had just hired some big name consultant who was going to teach her how to double her revenues from $3.2 million to $6 million, and then that certain things had to be fixed. So I don't remember the exact conversation, but something that she said caught my attention because it was incorrect. So I wrote to her and I said, if you are looking to double your revenues, you really need to look at cutting expenses first. And I had seen a video too, where she had talked about on this 3.2 million after costs, after all her expenses, that her actual profit, the money she had left over was $170,000. Now you do the math, 3.2 million and all she takes home is $170,000. That's a profit margin of less than 1%. And that's terrible especially for an online business that sells group programs, that sells digital products where there's very little overhead. You make one product and you sell the same product over and over again. I can tell you the payment processor does not cost that much because I use the same payment processors. That profit margin for that business is simply outrageous. It's bad planning, it's bad management, it's poor business administration at the very best. When I mentioned that, that profit margins should be much higher, she wrote back and sent me a little image of an article that said Amazon's profit margins were 3.2%. <laughs> well, of course, my response was, well, you can't compare your business to Amazon. Amazon, first of all, has a tremendous number of costs that you will never have, like transportation, millions in network administration costs, server farms, massive facilities costs, cost of goods sold. They have accounts receivable, accounts payable. None of those expenses are things that she will ever have in her business. And then she wrote back and said, well, I suppose you're right. And then in another comment, she mentioned she had 
this $170,000 profit for that 3.2 million in sales she spent 1.1 almost 1.2 million in advertising and then she had eight a team of 18 so 18 people working for her whether they are consultants or employees I suspect they're mostly consultants that's just an outrageous number so here you have a business that has generated this amount of revenue 3.2 million it's a pretty significant revenue but with 1.1 million in advertising costs and then I suppose another close to a million dollars in expenses employee expenses administrative costs and things like that that nets out $170,000 my first concern about that business if I were going to assess that business on a cash flow basis or on a profit basis the first thing I would do would be a cash flow and a profit audit but from a profit point I would look at where all this marketing money went to and the excessive administration costs the contractors nobody needs 18 people working for them at least not at this particular level this is not a big business but what concerns me is the amount of marketing dollars that were spent versus the revenue generated so 3.0 million in revenue 1.1 million in marketing costs that's not a, a very good return and I'll tell you why but first there are a number of expensive products and programs that she sells it costs six seven eight thousand dollars another one that costs four thousand dollars there's not a lot of information about what the marketing money was spent on was it trying to market these very expensive programs and not so much the less expensive programs that's something you would have to look at is where the marketing dollars went I would tell her from what I could see about this business that there was so much marketing money spent to market these more expensive programs that did not generate the kind of return she wanted so her cost of goods sold remember the COGS for those expensive programs was extremely high because she spent a lot of money marketing them and didn't get the kind of return so there are two solutions to that and there's one big problem the big problem is she's marketing to the wrong audience at her price range so she needs to lower her prices for that audience or seek out a different audience that will pay the prices that she is generating and then she wouldn't have this gap between this massive marketing expense and the fact that for each program her cost of goods sold is off the charts so we have some other problems and the other problems are what are these 18 people doing that was my question of course the conversation didn't get that far after I made the comment about the 18 people and the fact that her cost of goods sold was outrageous and that she was wasting her marketing budget I got blocked but I hope that my comments made her think because she's spending a lot of money for not a very good return she's making less than one percent profit margin when her profit margins for an online business that sells digital products and memberships she has no physical products her profit margin should be 60 percent or more and if she's not getting the kind of return on her marketing dollars then as I said she's got a problem either her prices are too high for her audience so she needs to lower her prices or she's marketing to the wrong audience and she needs to go market to a different audience I suspect that the problem is her prices are too high and people just simply aren't buying you know the idea that people will pay whatever you want to charge at any time is simply not true people have budgets they have limitations on what they can spend and if they think your product is too high then your product is too high 
You know, Grace Lever very famously said, if 20% of the people think your price is too high, you're priced correctly. And I have to disagree. Grace Lever does not have a business background. But I can tell you, if 20% of your audience is telling you your price is too high, then your price is too high and you have the wrong audience. So if you're marketing to an audience that's 20% of which is telling you, well, I would buy your product, but it's too expensive, then you are marketing to the wrong audience because your price is too high for that audience. You need to go out and seek an audience that will pay that price, or you need to lower your price. Let's review this case study. 3.2 million in sales, 1.2 million spent on advertising. That's almost 50% of the revenue. Remember, this isn't profit. The revenue, the money from sales is revenue. It's not profit. 50% of the revenue spent on advertising. About 1.2 million spent on incidentals because there was only $170,000 in profit, which is abysmal. What are the problems here? Pricing is too high. Marketing dollars aren't equitably distributed, wrong audience, too many overhead costs, too much admin time, maybe too many consultants. Again, I have no idea what these 18 people do and just bad business management. What could you expect as a profit margin for a course? Let's look at the numbers. So say you sell a $497 course and you get 100 people to sign up for your course, which is not not unusual. Now remember, not all those people are going to pay $497. Some of them are going to use your payment plan, which by the way, for your payment plan, you are legally only allowed to charge 8 to 10% of the price as a premium on your payment plan. So if you have a $497 course and your payments equal $700, your pricing is illegal. That's in another one of my podcasts, one of my big pet peeves with the coaching industry and the business industry overall. So say you have your $497 course, 100 people sign up, that's $49,700. Again, not everyone's going to pay full price. Some people will pay in installments, but still, let's just use round numbers. So that's almost $50,000. What are your costs? Well, if this were my business, here are my costs. $97 for the course platform, which I already use, so my cost for the course platform is negligible. And say I splurged a little bit. I spent $200 on marketing. Now I have an admin. I would probably hire another admin to help me with 100 people. My admin costs are about $40 an hour. Say my admin costs for the six weeks or the eight weeks in the program would be $100 a week. So that'd be $800, that'd be $1,000. My expenses, the $49,700, my cost, my initial cost for that program are $1,000. So I would count $48,700 as profit minus a negligible amount for the course platform. So you understand how profit margins work and how a digitally based business should be extremely profitable. You don't need to spend a million dollars on marketing. And if you're spending that much money and you're getting the kinds of returns that this person got, you're wasting your money. She'd have been better off not doing that marketing, maybe doing some webinars or doing a multi-day launch or doing a couple of masterclasses because she obviously wasted her money. With her marketing expense, the amount of money she generated is far too small based on the amount of marketing she's doing. 
plus for administration costs, 18 people are just ridiculous. So profit margins is the percentage of revenues that you get to keep as profit. You want that number to be high. You want your cost of goods sold, your expenses, all of the administrative costs, your marketing, etc. You want that number to be low because the lower that number is, remember the profit formula is revenue minus expenses equal profit. You want the profit number to be high. You want the cost, your cost of goods sold to be low because that way you get to keep more of your money. And with an online digitally based business, your profit margin should be well over 50%. It should be 60% or higher because you are creating one product and selling it over and over again. You should have some kind of name recognition, some kind of ongoing social media platform, some kind of Facebook marketing because it's one of the best out there right now. It's certainly the, the most widespread and the most well-known. It has the biggest platform. So some kind of very low cost Facebook marketing. And with those, you should be able to create and maintain a profitable business, keep your costs and your expenses low, and have a profit margin of 50-60% or more. Coming up soon, the cash flow boot camp, simply because I want to teach you about cash flow and profits so that you understand these concepts so that you manage your business well so that it's as profitable as possible. If you don't remember anything else from this profit case study, I want you to remember one thing. What is the profit formula? It's basic accounting. Profits equals revenue minus expenses. Revenue is the money coming in from sales. Expenses are your fixed and variable costs. It's the money you spend in and on your business. Keep your expenses low and your revenue high and your profit will be fantastic. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you. Please subscribe, give it a like, and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information they need to turn those business dreams into an entrepreneurial reality. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.